0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. If we are what we eat, I am fast, cheap, and easy. I fly an airplane, but I try to save a few bucks, so I, I drive a clunker. And, you know, I have to tell you, it's not just to save a few bucks that I drive a clunker. I, I really like it. And that is such an expressive word, clunker. Because that's, that's the sound that my car makes when it is running really well. It goes clunker, clunker, clunker. <laughs> you're sitting there by the, the stoplight, and it goes clunker, clunker. You know, the guy next to you is going boom, vroom, and you're going clunker. But I like that sound. And you can make a lot of pictures with that word. For example, a guy with a really bad haircut and lots of body piercing could be called a clunker-punker. Think about that. A bodybuilder driving a clunker would be a clunker-hunker. And a woman driving a clunker wouldn't have any accidents because, well, who would want a bumper clunker, (laughs) you know? Clunker is a great, great word. And let me tell you, When a guy driving a clunker and a guy driving a new red Corvette come to a four way stop sign at the same time, guess who always goes first? That's right, the clunker. Because we have a lot less to lose. Now, my buddy Mike has a brand new red Corvette. I think it's 400 horsepower, something like that. But he doesn't really use it very much because he's afraid to park it anywhere. A clunker? Hey, double park. Leave the engine clunking while you run into the store, what's to worry about, you know? My car is sort of a faded red 1995 Olds that I bought used, I'm sorry, pre-owned in 1997. Has about 200,000 miles on the odometer right now. It has a rebuilt tranny, a couple of new spark plugs, and windshield wipers that usually work pretty well. And to be honest about it, I am secretly proud of my clunker. It's a guy car. Clunkers are guy cars. You know, driving a car like that says, I don't care if I break down in a bad neighborhood at 4 a.m. I can deal with it. I'm a guy. As a matter of fact, I am a bad neighborhood in this car. It gives me a great excuse if I come late for an appointment, too, and just say, sorry about that. Car trouble. And all the people know what I drive, and they kind of shake their heads and and smile sadly. It's great. Good stuff. When I was in the broadcasting business, I I made some pretty good bucks. And I had a couple of high-budget new cars. I had the first front-wheel drive Buick Skylark, brand new. Blew the transmission a few days after the warranty ran out. I had a Ford Maverick before that, also brand new. Looked nice, but the throttle attachment on the carb kept falling off in rush hour in Manhattan. I like clunkers. Clunkers are like mutts. You know, they they don't purr or roar, and they they sure don't do zero to 60 in three seconds. They, They just tend to keep clunking along, just like me. And I'm proud to be one of those people for whom the song Louie Louie was a big part of the soundtrack of my life. Because that makes me a Louie Louie generation guy. And as you may have found out, Louie Louie generation guys are the clear-bidding choice of supermodels everywhere. And it is not because our bodies look anything like a new Ferrari, that's for sure. In fact, our bodies tend to be a little bit like my car, my clunker-mobile. So if you wonder how come we have such a, a devastating impact on women, I would say it's mostly because of our worldly charm, our manly grace, our sophisticated sense of humor, and the fact that some of us have a little money. That doesn't hurt, I guess. Which is not to say that we're not in shape. My friend Greg down the block is an excellent example of being in shape. Rounds of shape, right? Sure it is. Sadly... Louis Louis Generation guys understand this idea a lot better than Louis Louis Generation girls. Louis Louis Generation girls usually don't realize that they are the secret envy of 22 year olds everywhere. And My Lady Wonder Wench is an excellent example of this. Wonder Wench has a turbocharged body, and she definitely knows how to use black lace, a little musky perfume, and a, and a silky smile. And she has enough common sense for both of us. And she uses real onions when she makes world-class tuna fish salad. I like Louie louis generation women. Now, they've got the goods. Louis-Louis ladies may sometimes shrink, but they never shrivel. They are the best. And if you are not yet a Louie Louie generation lady, you know, just a little time, a little patience, listen to the words of Big Louie, you know, and you can, you can strive. If you're just a, a 22 year old, you you, 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 can strive to become a Louie Louie lady. And we'll, we'll help you as, as you go along. All the guys around my neighborhood know that I'm very proud of my clunker, my clunker mobile. And most of them were kind enough to look the other way yesterday when the tow truck arrived to take it to the clunker emergency room. But, but not Bill the Mail Guy. Bill the Mail Guy made it a point to bring the mail right to my front door today. I figured he would. And I knew it was him right away because when he rang the doorbell, I could see his hand sticking out of a mushroom cloud of purple smoke from that noxious cigar that he always chews on. And and the cloud of the purple smoke from my clunker mobile had pretty much died down by late last night. So I knew it was Bill. And he said, hey, Dick, I saw the tow truck in the driveway yesterday. Blew up again, did she? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Ah, good old Bill. Bill doesn't miss much that goes on in the neighborhood, especially the things that happen at the new Hooters that just opened up a few blocks away. Well, Bill says, hey, that's part of my job, see? Bill is kind of a a tough, tasteless, wise-ass. In other words, Bill's my kind of (laughs) guy. But but he's got a surprising tender side, too. Bill likes to tell stories, and, and most days he has what he will call... A story that can teach us all a little lesson. And that's what he likes to tell. Sometimes the moral of the story is a little loose, which is why I especially like today's story, because the church that I do not attend anymore on Sunday is Catholic, and today's story was about the priest who offered a nun a lift. Seems the nun got in and crossed her legs, and that forced her skirt up high enough to make the priest almost have an accident. And the priest couldn't help himself. He kind of sneaked his hand up her leg, you know, and the nun was shocked, and she said, Father, Father, remember Psalm 129, and the the priest got flustered, and he he apologized, and he he said, Sister, I'm sorry, the flesh is weak, you know, the nun got out of the convent, and she looked back at the priest, and she sighed, and she went inside, and as soon as the priest got back to the rectory, of course, he looked up Psalm 129, and Psalm 129 says, quote, Go forth and seek further up, and you will find glory. <laughs> so Bill says, You gotta know everything about your job. That's the story with the Hooters. You know, the Hooters is on my route, so I gotta know about it. But then after he did that, he, he asked if Wonder Wench would mind if I picked some of the flowers that she's been growing. She's got a, a nice little flower patch right up by, by the mailbox. And I said, Sure, you know, why? And he said, Well, I know this 80 year old lady by the name of Sarah. She lives over in the next block, he says. And Sarah is still married after all of these years to a 28 year old soldier who died a long time ago in Korea. Bill's my kind of guy. to details, a bunch of fascinating but absolutely unimportant thoughts for you to stuff into one ear, so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out your other ear, and you can nod off happily to sleep. Bill, the mail guy, brought my lady wonder wench's Victoria's Secret catalog today, and um, after I was able to get my eyes closed for a bit and then open them again, I could I could check it out, and um, I noticed it says printed on non-recycled paper. Think about it. Victoria's Secret Catalog is printed on virgin paper. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of sex, which I often do to get your attention, birds are famous for being monogamous. You've probably heard that. They mate for life. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, you know, big deal, why not? All birds look alike. It's not like if you're a robin you're gonna you know meet some better looking robin someday so what is the big deal about that on the other hand proud podcast participant dick stadlin says female cheetahs sleep around of course they do that's where they got their name dick's details they take your mind off your mind The Louis Louie Generation's founder, Big Louis, his own bad self, always says, Don't go backwards. You've already been there. That's good advice, but sometimes it's kind of hard to help yourself. And there's a story about that in the Bedtime Story's personal audio CD. It's a story about a guy who's looking back, getting a little misty about what he sees. It's called The Prince of Fantasy. Once upon a time there was a sometimes land where the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were yellow and blue and hearts were warm and smiles were tender and friends were always true. It was Prince Fantasy's land, a magic place where you could go to close your eyes and watch for your name in lights and listen for the crowd as it cheers you on and feel and smell the hot breath of someone beautiful on your naked skin. You could taste soft, wet lips all night long. Long live Prince Fantasy. Blessings on his lovely land. I met you in his castle in the park. I was just passing through, I thought. Your hair was long and soft, dark brown then, and you walked with a high-heeled, head-tossing, easy, smiling self-confidence. You had your own apartment, your first new car, and a good start on a promising career, and a doll that you'd had since you were just a little girl. You let me touch the tender, empty place inside you that needed to be filled. You sucked my kisses in and nursed away my needs. And the rain was soft, and the sun was gentle, and the summer birds were yellow and blue, and our hearts were warm, and our smiles were tender, and we promised that we'd be true. I didn't expect to meet you there. I thought I was just passing through. I really didn't have time for love. I was hard at work selling chunks of my heart and fragments of my dreams and the last few ounces of my self-respect to lady success. It was just one lovely summer and one amazing early autumn long ago. It shouldn't matter anymore. Your long dark brown hair would have silver streaks now. Do you still need your doll? Has your apartment become a house on the hill full of love and warmth and truth? Or did you and I make the same mistake? Did you lose half your heart because you were afraid to give it all away? Do you still have an empty place inside that needs to be filled? It took me all this time, to find out that I do. It's a place full of loneliness and joy and magic and fear. And I can feel them all every time I wonder if you still go for walks in Prince Fantasy's magic park with your high heels and your easy smile, your little girl doll tossing your soft silver-streaked hair. Or has it been too late too long since we were fantasy's children? closing our eyes and watching our names and lights, listening for the cheers, feeling hot breath on our lovely naked skin and tasting soft wet lips all night long. Would you care that I finally learned that the fantasy was real? When the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were bright yellow and blue and our hearts were warm and our smiles were tender and now I know the magic was always you That's the Prince of Fantasy. It's from the personal audio CD called Bedtime Stories. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, you can go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the CD Baby icon. Whatever works for you. Something new this time. There's some no-kidding research from Northwestern University that says if you go to bed sad, your stress hormones will spike in the morning. Who needs that? So I figure it's going to be a good idea to leave you with just a couple of non-sad things to think about. So play along with this thing. You know, a picture there in your head about how a lake looks when it catches the last flakes of sunlight coming in over the pines. And you got that going in your head. And get the, the smell of early apples and fresh strawberries going. How about a, a taste of iced tea? loaded with slices of lemon and limes and oranges on a, on a hot day. Yeah, that's good. Maybe that'll help keep the spikes where they belong. And one last thought from Big Louie, his own bad self. Big Louie says, There's a difference between a clunker and a junker. Every clunker, every clunker is worth something. Good night.